Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I feel like I say that all the time with all my guests because everyone's special, but this is a really, really, really special guest. Her name is Tara Thomas Getman. Welcome, Tara, to today's podcast. Great to join you. Yeah. And so for, for our listening audience and those watching, Tara has an incredible background. So you started in news, correct? Yes, local As an TV anchor. news anchor. Yeah, okay. So I don't know too many news anchors out there, but Tara's one of them. And uh, tell me, how long how long did you do that? And then kind of what was your your career path and what you're doing now? Almost 20 years as a TV news anchor. So pretty much right out of college all the way up until age 40. So it's all I knew. Yeah. And throughout that journey, I actually became a Christian and it was a faith really deep dive and connection with God that led me to exit the career after 20 years. Wow. That's incredible. And, um, and so you, you left, uh, TV news and, and then what did you, what did you leave it to do and what are you doing currently? I started really taking that skill set immediately and applying it to the world of public relations and marketing. Worked with a public school district for a stint of about eight years. And then I went all the way into a completely different sphere with technology adoption and did communications virtually mm-hmm. for an adoption software company for a couple of years. And then most recently back in the PR side, in this case with a, a city government s- situation. So a great use of that same skill set that I had to apply all those years as a news anchor. But the the sort of underlying subcurrent has been pursuing professional Christian speaking and writing. And that's mm-hmm. how I came to connect with you, a faith individual who helps mm-hmm. others to sort of answer that call. So I'm in the process of working through that after I felt God put a calling on my heart almost 15 years ago. Wow. To make sure that I use my voice to share my faith. Yeah, that's fantastic. And guys, one of the things that I love about Tara um, is that she is so unapologetic about her faith. I mean, just bold and not obnoxious, but bold in terms <laughs> of who she is, what she believes and not not. Uh, putting her Christianity in a closet just because other people would decide to feel uncomfortable or offended by it. And so you have some really fantastic stories, which I'm really happy that you are a professional speaker. You know, it's not even that you're trying to be, you're doing it. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Tara, you, is it true? You have a podcast, don't you? Yes. My former co-worker, actually the news anchor who replaced me as the female evening anchor when I exited, 
she and I about three years ago started what we call faith and four letter words. So essentially a <laughs> podcast to capture sometimes my faith journey. And in her case, sometimes a few four letter words as we <laughs> navigated life in the boys club as news anchors and then beyond yeah. all the challenges women especially can face in their professional lives. And what a great opportunity now to take some of that material and take it on the road, so to speak. So we've been doing this speaking tour to bring the podcast to live audiences. And then subsequently, I've been trying to get more into doing the solo speaking about my faith, which is a journey that you've supported and encouraged me to pursue. So as you know, getting out of your comfort zone is often what God calls us to do. And it's not comfortable so that's the part as Christians, I think that's hard to swallow is just because you have a strong faith doesn't mean everything is going to be smooth and coming up roses, so to speak. So exactly. it's been at times a lot of ups and downs along the way in my journey. Well, why don't we go ahead and just start with either two or three questions that you have that you'd want to ask the Lord? I think where I struggle when I feel leading Mm-hmm. by the spirit, a nudge, if you will, how much am I letting my human nature cloud that reality? Because in the case of the second job I left, I was pretty disgruntled about some unexpected things that had happened. And and I I felt almost that that anger clouded my clarity around how God both wanted me to handle the next steps and then the subsequent sort of fallout in the relationships. And I just get so mad at myself because of what you said, you know, the lack of listening and more just kind of talking at God and not receiving the message that would have given me that guidance. So that's one question is how am I to discern whether it's my human nature driving it or truly God's will. And and another question would be, how how much do you take risks in the name of God's will? So should I be more bold? Should I be willing to take a huge pay cut or downsize my house or, you know, at what cost, both literally and and figuratively Mm -hmm. to achieve those goals because I know patience is a virtue, but I sometimes feel like I should be moving at a faster pace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the waiting game can be tough because like I said, this has been for me a 15 year process and I've only just in the last two years actually accelerated it (laughs) to get to this point, you know? So how far, how fast should one go in the name of risk-taking for their faith? And then the third question would be truly just the simplistic, is it really God? Is it you, God, that really wants and is leading this? Or is it me driving you know, the determination? Now, when you say leading this, are you talking about your speaking or are you talking about something else? Just the next steps, you know, how much I should devote toward really what I feel is the higher calling of the speaking and, and, or um, balancing that, you know, with other jobs, should I transition out of some of the other work so I can be devoted full time to the speaking and the writing that I ultimately think is, is his plan for me. I guess I just, I get frustrated with the trajectory of how much, how soon should be devoted to that soul endeavor. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to recap 
the questions and correct. sorry, I, I, I muddled the questions. Fine, you're fine. I, I wrote them all. I wrote them all out. So um, I'm just going to clarify so you can tell me if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly. The first one would be how much am I letting my human nature cloud my ability to discern your will? So it's essentially, you know, flesh versus <laughs> versus his will. Right. Like what's right. happening there. And then the second question would be how much how much risk uh, should I take literally and figuratively in the quest of being obedient? So kind of how far, how fast is what you're asking? And I'm assuming this is kind of a more in general, like just rule of thumb type of question. Yes. Great. Wise question. And then the third one is, this is what I heard from it. Are you leading me in my endeavors or am I leading myself? Yes. There? Am I truly, you know, has, does, does Jesus have the wheel? Okay. <laughs> or sometimes am I trying to drive to steer the ship? And yeah. I think, and you and I both, and many Christians experience this where sometimes there's no doubt you get it and God's <laughs> good and perfect will is behind it. And then there are other times when I'm thinking like, I just, am I, am I that convicted to really be as in touch with the Holy spirit as I should be? So I doubt myself. And then I say sometimes, well, you really wanted that to happen. So was it an easy cop out to say, actually, well, I did that because God, you know, wants me to do that. Or was it like, okay, God, this is what I'm going to do. I hope you approve. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nope. I, I get it. I get it. 100%. So Jesus, do you truly have the wheel? That's what I put. Okay. All right. So what I want you to do is write, write those questions down. Even if it's shorthand, just number them and under each question, leave a few lines, like leave some space for his answer. Okay. Okay, great. So now that we have the questions written uh, and the space left underneath it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open us up in prayer and I'm going to do what I call clearing the room. And uh, just for those watching to have greater understanding, whenever we try to hear God's voice, there are three voices that are at play that we need to consider. There's the Lord who we obviously want right? There's the enemy who we don't want. Even scripture talks about how he disguises himself as an angel of light. And then there, there's our flesh. There's, there's our flesh and what we want, what we desire. And, and sometimes that can get in the way of what uh, God is attempting to, to reveal to us. So this prayer that I'm about to pray out loud, it really is just a command for any demonic spirits to be silent, to be bound, to be removed from our presence. And it's also kind of a, an internal command to our flesh, be still, you know, be still and know that he is God and just receive what he has to say. So I've heard people tell me when I've done this before, that sometimes it feels like a vacuum is created where they can just hear God, like Almost like, uh, you remember those tubes from the Jetsons? Yes. Were they? I'm that old, Michelle. I watched the Jetsons. <laughs> Listen, I remember them too. So, but it's kind of like that where you just have this zone where it's just you and him, right? So at least that's, that's my prayer that, that you'll experience that. So I'm going to clear the room and then I'll just answer. I'll ask the first question aloud and you and I will both listen. And uh, before we do that, I know that you filled this out in the form uh, when you were scheduling this call, but would you share with the audience what your listening, what I call listening styles are? So how do you hear God speak to you? Is it through still small voice, images, feelings, music? What were, what, what about what for you? All three, very rarely, but I have felt the still small voice also seen what I would call some images that 
that appeared as visions when I was with my eyes closed near the point of falling asleep. And then the third being sometimes a, a right song or verse that strikes me when I'm listening in the car or listening at home to address through the verses infused in the music or something that directly adheres to the topic at hand. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Good. For me, I would say that it's primarily the still small voice and, and I, I'm jealous. I wish I had more still small voice. That's why you're the prophetic listener. Well, Hey, we, we, we can all be prophetic listeners. Actually, I have someone who a friend of mine, she'll listen with me occasionally and she only gets images. That is the okay. only thing she, that's the only way she hears God. He will give her images and, and then he'll give her the interpretation or like a feeling of what the image means. And sometimes he'll give her an image and then I get the interpretation for what it means. So it's just it's fascinating how he, how he works. Right. But okay. Without further ado, let's dive in if you're ready. Yes. Okay. All right. So Lord, we just thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for Tara's heart to listen and to hear your voice and your voice alone. We come to you with expectant and grateful hearts. Your word says in James 1, 5, that you pour out wisdom liberally on all who ask for it. And so we take you at your word. Lord, we repent for all of our sins, sins of omission and commission. We come to you with clean hearts and pure consciences and receive the forgiveness your son died to give us. We renounce, disavow, and change our minds over any agreement with the enemy or the things of the enemy. And we plead the blood of Jesus over us afresh. In the name of Jesus, I command any spirit that is not of God to be bound and silenced by the blood and the authority of Jesus Christ. Any spirit of deception confusion, disorder, any spirit trying to disguise itself as light as God's voice. I cut off your tongues and I silence your voice. I banish you from my presence and bind you to the foot of the cross. Every spirit named or not named that is not of God, you are banished from this place, rendered ineffective and completely silenced. I revoke any invitation extended to you knowingly or unknowingly by me or by Tara, leave now, go to the foot of the foot of the cross and do not return. We are children of the most high king and you are not allowed to speak to us or bring any sort of deception, confusion, or influence of any kind in Jesus name. And in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our bodies. We command our minds to be silent and still for the duration of the session. We place our minds, thoughts, understandings, biases, anything that's of our flesh, essentially on the shelf. And we invite Holy Spirit within us to come to a place of prominence. Holy Spirit. We invite you to take the driver's seat of our beings. We submit our minds, wills, and emotions to you. Let us see what you see. Let us hear what you hear. Let us perceive what you and only you perceive. We want to receive what you have to say through your spotless lens. And Lord, we thank you for your voice, your presence, and your willingness to speak. Let us hear your voice and your voice alone. We come to you with ready and expectant hearts, and we thank you for the revelation you are about to give us. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Lord... We just lift up this first question to you, which is how much is Tara allowing her human nature or her flesh to, to color or influence her ability to discern your will in the battle between or the tension between her flesh and your will? Who's winning? Ready when you are. I'm ready. All right. So what did you hear? I felt that I was seeing sort of a timeline of things that I had intentionally done from 20 years ago to now that really aligned with pursuing God's will for me. So it was an affirming feeling of it's not going to be on your time, but it, it's on his time, but I'm 
slowly but surely taking those intentional steps to that end. And so I was pleasantly surprised that I didn't feel a sense of guilt, but yet affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, condemnation doesn't come from him, conviction, (laughs) but not condemnation. That's wonderful. So um, I'll share with you what I heard. So I heard the Lord say, my will overrides any fit your flesh could make because my daughter, you love me. Your love is so far reaching. You seek to please me. Even when you're confused, even when you're afraid, trust me, beloved, the specificity you seek will come. That's powerful. That is wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like he was, again, affirming your pattern of, of making decisions because at the end of the day, you want his will more than your own. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Good. All right. Shall we do the next question? Yes. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for what you've revealed to Tara thus far. And we lift up to you this next question, Lord, which is about risk. Lord, how much risk uh, should Tara uh, take literally and figuratively in her quest to be obedient to you? How far and how fast uh, would you say it is appropriate for her to go just as a guideline and kind of as a rule of thumb that she can keep in mind? This is also a sense of going back to from where I've come and the message that I received is, is the sense of you've already taken great risks. When I left television news, the only job I had ever known for 20 years and a job I had planned to do since I was seven in seventh grade. And it was his leading that I trusted in a really tough process, but he saw me through. And subsequent to that big leap of faith, there have been a lot of other, what I would call risks that I willingly pursued along the way. And and every time when I've ever doubted myself, when I suspended that sense of control to him, it worked out for, you know, in his good and perfect will. And it was what I needed to happen. And sometimes I didn't know it until I had gone through the fire to get to that other point. So, so yeah, the, the headline, I think for me of that is you're already doing it and trust that more risk-taking has to come to sort of shape me into the, the person he wants me to be. That sounds like God. Darn it. Why can't it be easier, Michelle? <laughs> I know. He's like, just lay back on the cabana and let me take <laughs> right. care of this. Okay. So what I heard was, blessed child, you know, my answer varies depending on your season, circumstance, and the issue at hand. Wisdom is the guardrail to risk-taking. Risk taken, risks taken in my name and of my prompting always reaps a reward. Trust me. That's beautiful. Wisdom is the guardrail to risk-taking. I love that. Yeah. So true. You You know, that ever-present safety net. mm -hmm. You know, there was a time in my life where I was going through this season of what I call radical obedience, and it was very countercultural, counterintuitive, counter everything. I had Christians looking at me like, are you sure God told you that? And I, you know, I laugh about it now, but back then I was, I was kind of nervous. I was like, God, what if, what if I'm hearing you wrong? I, I feel peace that this is the direction you're wanting me to move in, but it doesn't make sense. And, and one of the things that a lot of Christians in my life at the time used was the word wisdom. And they kept saying, you need to exercise wisdom. And it was really their way of saying, you don't know what you're doing. You're making a mistake. You need to, (laughs) you need to be wiser about this. And so I kept, I asked the Lord about this because I'm like, am I being unwise? And he took me to, is it in Psalm 
one. It's one of the early Psalms, maybe Psalm three, where it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And then he told me, let every other man be a liar before I would lie to you. So if you know that you're telling, I'm telling you this, you need to just be obedient to me. That's the wisdom. And I was like, well, you don't argue with that. That's good. (laughs) Exactly. And there wasn't anything he was, that I was hearing that would contradict scripture or something like that. Like, obviously that's not the Lord. But uh, in a situation where it felt like it was so specific and unique and weird in the, in the um, eyes of the world, exactly, it was exactly what he wanted me to do. I love that. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next question? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Lord, we just thank you for what you have revealed. And I thank you that you have blessed your daughter to be an extraordinary risk taker to, to step out in faith. And I feel like he's highlighting that you have always had this, excuse me, this, um, childlike faith, this, this willingness to, to hear God and to go, you know what? I know this is you and I choose to believe. In fact, I'm, I'm sensing that like he's highlighting that you choose to believe and he loves that about you. So Lord, we, we thank you for these attributes in Tara, and we thank you for the the rewards and the blessings that she's already enjoying, but the the more that's coming her way. We lift up to you this next and final question, Lord. Lord Tara wants to know, are you truly at the driver's seat of the endeavors that she's stepping into? Are you the one who's fully leading her? Or is there any part of her that's leading herself? She wants to be in alignment with your will, God. So what do you have to say in terms of this process and journey that she's on? Are you leading her or is she, does she have her hand on the wheel? So this is exactly what I needed to hear today as God often orchestrates, right? Where we need the message right when we least expect it will be delivered. And I truly have felt the stirring, especially today, just the frustration of wanting to control things and wrestling with, you know, that's not how you need to live as a Christian because you have to suspend some of that control and know that God is going to help guide that and and not to stress about all the small things that you can't control in every interaction throughout your day. So for me, the message is clear that yes, he will continue to take the wheel as long as I don't try to to override that. And some of that means being careful not to let opportunities lead to greed or a desire for notoriety or mm-hmm. all the things on the human spectrum that overshadow being used as a vessel to grow my faith and in alignment for that into other women to hopefully have a relationship with Christ or reignite their faith journey or grow their existing one. So being a vessel and not trying to make it about me. Mm, That's good. And I have to be careful. We all do, don't we? It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's kind of human, human nature. I once heard somebody say, God designed us to desire significance, right? It's just a matter of, are we finding that significance in, in him and our identity in him and in the work that he, he has us do for his glory, or are we seeking to create our own little thrones, you know, but no, that's, that's wonderful. Okay. So what I heard was I am leading her. She would not see the doors that I am opening open if I didn't have my hand on this. And then he's, he changed tenses or I think it's tense. Yeah. He changed, uh, or he changed perspective POV. And he, he said, the key child is to stay in my pace. You want to run. I am telling you to jog <laughs> while your kids are still young underfoot 
enjoy the fullness of this season because when they alight, you will fly. Wow. That's so powerful and such a needed message. So thank you for being the vehicle by which God has delivered that to me, because I, those are words that I, I needed to hear, especially in this season that I'm in. Yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, any other questions that you'd want to ask him before I seal this and close this out? No, just a request from you to pray that I can grow to have the maturity and the discernment that has been bestowed upon you because it's a gift that I know many others could benefit from. So it's wonderful that you're you're using it for good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I will go ahead and um, I'll, one of the things I like to do at the end of any session is just pray. I call it sealing, but basically it's thanking God for what he revealed, standing in agreement with the words that you revealed uh, and then trusting him to protect it from the poise of the enemy. And, and then after I pray, we can talk a little bit about what the experience was like, and then I'll let you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds great. Great. So Lord, we just thank you for this time, this session, what you've revealed to your daughter, Tara. We thank you, Lord, for just reassuring her that, that she has always sought your will since she has submitted herself to you and that you see her heart. We thank you, Lord, for giving her the capacity to take risks and to discern which risks to take and which ones not to based off of your leading. We thank you, Lord, for sharpening her discernment so that it is sharper than than a two-edged sword as your word is uh, cutting between uh, the spirit um, and the flesh. We thank you, Lord, for giving her um, an understanding of your role in her endeavors and how you are leading her, God, and the pace that she is to, to walk in or to jog in and uh and giving her the the patience the energy the capacity but also the enjoyment the enjoyment of jogging with you as you develop and build out these new dreams in this new uh chapter of her life lord and help her to just make the most of the time that she has with her kids lord i thank you for continuing to increase her discernment um for continuing to sharpen it lord and that in your own way, you are using her as a vessel for your message, for your encouragement, and for the emboldening of your people, God, that your people would would be emboldened to be unapologetic in their faith, unapologetic in who they are, unapologetic in, in what they stand for, what they believe, and what they will share with others. So we just bless her ministry, God. We bless her her work, and we bless her family, Lord. Thank you for this mighty, righteous warrior woman of God in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So really quickly for our listening audience, how was it? (laughs) What were your thoughts on it? It was wonderful. And it was perfect timing because in my overscheduled life, I'm not being as intentional as I need to be about making time to just listen and to have a conversation with God that's not one-sided, but two-sided. Yeah. Over the years, I've enjoyed very much Jesus calling and would Mm -hmm. come to that regularly for a daily sort of first-person dose of Jesus's message. And I very much felt that your prophetic listening to the questions I posed and how you explained them to me replicated that experience where... Mm -hmm. God was speaking into me the message in a way 
that truly captured my heart at just the point in my life that those words and ideas needed to be heard. So I don't believe it was coincidence that this happened at this moment. And I truly trust in how the Holy Spirit used you in that situation to better connect me to what I needed to hear uh, from God. So thank you for that. Thank you. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, so for those who are, have never heard of prophetic listening and are like, what the heck is this? <laughs> what would you tell them for those who just, they're stumbling across it for the first time or, you know, what would be your, your word of advice for them? As a person who didn't grow up in the church, I always explain that you don't have to feel like an outsider just because you don't know all the lingo or the customs mm-hmm. or the right words to say in a prayer. The reality is God wants us to bring our authentic selves to him. And prophetic listening to me is just one more vehicle or tool in the toolbox, if you will, that we can draw on or utilize if we feel comfortable to be able to deepen that relationship. Because at the end of the day, we all have, as you've described, different sources or methods or approaches to how we can discern that message. So I think it's wonderful that you have been able to hone in and really develop the prophetic listening skill as a way that you can then help to guide and shape others, because some people really just need a conduit Mm -hmm. to connect them to Christ. And it doesn't have to be a pastor. It could be a Michelle, somebody (laughs) who, you know, they have that relationship with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so for people who are interested in bringing you in as a speaker, because you, you have an amazing story, amazing testimony, and you just inspire people. You light people up to be bold about their faith. Where can they find you? Thanks for asking. Thanks to your guidance and input. I have put together what I'm proud of, which is a website that shares a lot of my background, a demo reel and a way to connect with me. And it's my full name, TaraThomasGetman.com. That's Getman with two T's. So TaraThomasGetman.com. And it's easy to find online. And I'd love to continue to share my message of faith and also entertain people in a humorous (laughs) way that I do as a former news anchor who has a lot of interesting anecdotes that I share from life and that journey in navigating my faith with the reality of the business world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and by the way, guys, she still has her podcast, Faith in Four Letter Words. So definitely check that out as well. Thank you so much, Tara. Thank you, Michelle. It's been a pleasure. Same, likewise. And thank you guys for watching this episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. I hope that this was helpful to you. If you want to learn more about prophetic listening, what it is, how it works, and how we could work together, uh, go to www.propheticlistening.com. Please be sure to share this episode if you found it to be impactful. God bless guys. Hey fam fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you, share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show. Let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Share it on your social. Text a friend about it. Bring it up in conversation. Whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review. Guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. 
Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.